Welcome to Quick Brain, bite-sized brain hacks for busy people who want to learn faster and achieve more. I'm your coach, Jim Quick. Free your mind. Let's imagine if we could access 100% of our brain's capacity. I wasn't high, wasn't wired, just clear. I knew what I needed to do and how to do it. I know Kung Fu. Show me. Welcome back, Quick Brain. Your question for today and the topic is really about how do you transform the life of your child with special needs? And we're excited to have back on the show a friend of mine, Anat Banyal. She's a trained clinical psychologist. She's a dancer. She's a best-selling author of a number of books, including Move Into Life. And this is really Neuromovement for Lifelong Vitality. I'll put a link to our episode where we talked about using that for greater strength, flexibility, energy, mental clarity. And also the topic of today, which is Kids Beyond Limits. Breakthrough results for children with autism, Asperger's, brain damage, ADHD, and undiagnosed developmental delays. Thank you for being back on the show, Anat. Oh, love being back here with you. Yeah, thank you. So in the last episode, we covered a lot of information. We talked about using our body and you talk about the nine essentials and we covered some of them in the previous episode. I encourage everybody to go back to the, we'll put links in the show notes to that episode, or you can watch it on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. In this episode, I want to talk about children with special needs. This is a, a subject that's near and dear to my heart. I mean, I think we all know individuals uh, of all ages and stages of life uh, that could use the, the 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 work that you do, you know, and also my my mother when I had my learning difficulties and I had a few traumatic brain injuries as a child, she actually became a special needs teacher in the public school system, you know, where she spent a good few, a few decades, and so it's a real passion, you know, for for me to help bring this information out and give resources to people who are looking for resources. And I I encourage everyone to listen to this because I I guarantee you there will be usable, practical strategies for all of us. And so thank you again for for coming back and let let's talk about this. Why did you write this book Kids Beyond Limits and you talk a lot about possibility and and you know I really our community loves you know this idea that we could go beyond our limits and become limitless. Well, I wrote the book I think because of two reasons. One is what I knew was possible and I I knew what the children that were brought to me, what the parents were told was possible and what the teachers believed was possible. And it had no relationship. You know, I realized that changes that happen have to happen in the brain. Of course, we are a whole system. We're body and brain and emotions and everything. But and, and the brain works in a quantum way. It doesn't work in a linear way. It's an information system. And I, I got to think about it that way as a result of seeing the changes. My father, he was 103, and he, so he had a wonderful life and passed away a few months ago. And he was a brilliant scientist and inventor. Uh, he, he was a chemist and a biochemist and so on. And I, one day I asked him, I said, what does it mean that, that the brain is a quantum system? What does it mean that it can upgrade its own energy? And he actually talked to me about how we spend energy to create order and we upgrade the system itself. I mean, the brain is a, can upgrade its own self more than any other organ in the body. All organs self-organize, but the brain can really upgrade and upgrade itself. And then 
you know, one day I did a workshop for physical therapists and, and they brought a little girl that couldn't crawl and, and I did a demo on, she was four years old. I did a demo and in 10, 15 minutes she started crawling and I didn't even try to make her crawl. My brain just got it. And the, the therapist, it was many years ago and I lived in New York. So it was a really big gift that she gave me. She said, well, I do what you do. You know, she saw me moving her legs and so on and arms. And then, and, and so, so how come she crawled with you? I said to her, we obviously do not do the same thing because she had a different outcome. I said to her, but let me think about it. And what I realized the difference was that I used movement to activate the brain of the child so they can do the job of learning better. I wasn't teaching the child to crawl. I was interacting in the dynamic relationships between the part in a way that the brain could feel it and start utilizing it into what all babies do. Not most babies, nobody teaches them to crawl. So how do they learn to crawl? No, that's wonderful. We know, you know, as their body moves, your brain grooves and it's not a one-way street that as you move your body, it helps. And you use your brain in different ways. It affects your body and your body affects your brain. They're one system, obviously. Maybe you could walk us through an example of what our listeners could do for themselves or for the, the that child in their life. Okay, so I think the adults that interact with the child, parents, which now I work with with parents and I call the course from fixing to connecting, or therapists or teachers, we also work now with the school district in Canada, which is really fascinating, that the first thing to back off, and it's before even my essentials, is to back off from attempting to fix the child to make them do what they can do now. I say, if he could, he would. If she could, she would. So what can you do? And that's where the essentials come. So you and and the essentials are each a way for the brain to be able to notice what's going on and do its job better, get information. So let's say you have a two-year-old or a, or, or a little, so let's just take a two-year-old and you're going to put a shirt on them. Dress them, help them dress, right? That means they're going to move. You either ask them to move their arm or you move their arm. And you can do it in a way where you ask them questions. You know, children, you say, oh, is the arm going to go up or not? Is mommy touching the arm yet or not? By asking questions to call. And at the beginning, they might have no idea what you're talking about. But you're calling upon them to try and make sense of what's happening. And it's going to happen anyway. The arm is going to go up. That Does the shirt, uh, maybe if it's in the morning, feel a little cool, cool on the skin? Do you like it? Do you not like it? That means you give them a lot of distinctions, uh, opportunities to feel themselves and notice one thing versus the other. We just talked about it in the previous uh, podcast. The brain needs to perceive differences or it has no new information. There's no inf- new information. It can't learn. And it learns only to the degree of refinement of the, the perception. So to move the hand like this is extremely refined. So babies in the beginning don't move the arm like this. They haven't created enough neural networks to do that. So my first, ascend- so my first thing is pull back from fixing and get interested in the child and observe the child and see what they do, because that's already them being intelligent. And then work with that. So movement with attention to the feeling of self. So what I did, what I realized from this example story with the PT, is that the difference was that I worked with a child, and others is essentially slow, slow enough 
touched her in a way that I felt whether she was responding to me or not. And the way she responded or didn't guided me how to do the next thing. And within 10, 15 minutes, she came home to herself. She was able to make sense of her body enough to be able to to be on all fours and start crawling forward. That's outstanding. And I, I can't imagine the amount of joy for that family to be able to see that that kind of transformation. And so I encourage everybody to listen to the, the first episode so they get more of the essentials. So this you have the principles so you understand the, the process. And behind every principle, I believe there there is a promise. What are some of the guiding principles behind your, your work? When you have a, a client that you're working with, and maybe it's a child with autism or Asperger's or, or ADHD, what, what is your thought process? So, and then I'll also give another quick example as, as I answer. My very first principle, there is a human being, whether it's uh, the youngest I worked with is five days old, uh, that's referred by the obstetrician, and then, of course, every age in between. And my basic principle, there is a fi- living, feeling, being there, that their experience matters. The felt experience of you, if I were to work with you, or the child, is of the utmost importance. And the brain, the first thing it needs is connection, the experience of connection and safety. Connection and safety. Connection and safety. And I don't know, I don't never know which one to put first, but I think connection creates safety. We need to be benevolent leaders to the children. We, we don't make them do things, but we are in charge, <laughs> of course. I mean, they need us to be leaders. So my first principle, that being there doesn't matter how far out it looks or it's so young it probably doesn't know, or that is absolutely not the case. There's a full person. And if we just start with that, already what we do and how we do with the child will make a huge difference for the child. The next principle is the intelligence or the ability to learn, however you want to call it, because is not indicated by what the person can do already or how well they do it. Hmm. So when I get a child, I look at what they do and don't do. I even learn how intelligent they are sometimes from their failures, because the way human beings can fail is spectacular. You can't make a cat fail this way. You can't make a dog. It takes a human brain to be brilliant, to fail so good. And it's sincere. It's not like I'm trying to be nice or not. So the other thing is we have to interact with a child where they are now. And we need what I call go with the system. That means, so let's take a child on the autism spectrum. Some of those kids, they scream very loud. They don't talk. And they have sometimes very high-pitched voice, kind of like piercing sound, and it has very little variability in it. So I can hear a sound of a nonverbal autistic person, and I know they have autism because the brain wasn't able to to perceive differences and create the variability that we have in our vocal expression. So I had a kid like that. I could hear it. I was waiting to, it was the first session. And from the waiting room, I was hearing this piercing loud sound. And I went like, oh, the the, the child is uh, on the spectrum. And everybody says, do an inside voice, do do shh, inside voice. And I go like, this is like ridiculous. All he feels is that he's wrong, but he doesn't know what inside voice is anyway. It's a very abstract con- concept. 
So he comes to my room, I get him on the table, and he, he does the sound. And I said to him, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty old. I said to him, I don't hear very well. Can you make the sound louder? And I made his pitch louder. So he knew what I was talking about. First of all, talk about variation. I got this kid's attention like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> you know, he looked at me. And then he did it. And I said, that's a little better, but I need louder. Basically, I got him to hear what he's doing. And then when he got too louder, I said to him, now, that's a little too loud. I said, can you make it a little less? And I made less. And then immediately I asked him to do it louder because that was his comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And that was the last time he did this high-pitched zone of voice. That was it. It was over. He could hear the difference. Amazing example. I'm very passionate about this stuff. <laughs> I can tell myself I'm not going to get too passionate, but I can't help it. Oh, no, we appreciate your, your passion and also you taking your passion and you've made it your purpose. And I know our audience appreciates that. I, I encourage everyone who's listening to to get their copy. If this resonates with you and you want to go deeper with Anad, make sure you get Kids Beyond Limits. You know, this is something that if you, a great book to be able to gift also as well. If you're, while you're on Amazon, you can get a copy of Movement Into Life and it outlines and that's process and the principles in more time and more depth that we have time for here in this conversation. And how do people stay in touch with you? Where can they go? They want to find out more about your services or, you know, want your, want your additional support. Sure. It's a, the, my website anatbanielmethod.com and on YouTube we have a channel with a lot, a lot of short videos of the work with children's samples so we have parents just watching, I don't know, dozens and dozens of them and some of them even imitate what they see us do and then they sometimes get outcomes and they let us know, of course, Facebook you know, the social media channels We'll put all the links, uh, including to, you know, some of your giveaways on to jimquick.com forward slash notes Thank you for making all, so much of your your knowledge and your wisdom available for to the world and, and you know, obviously to our community as well and So I want to make sure everybody, you don't know, leave here without taking some kind of small simple step so make sure you do something. Maybe you follow Anat on social media. You could go to our notes and see her her website. Uh, see some. Make sure you go to jimquick.com forward slash notes to see the summary you know, of, of of these kind of conversations. And I encourage you, if this episode resonated with you, to be able to go deeper with her. And because you're you are out there, you're helping people to learn, and you're elevating their learning and also their life. So thank you very much. Thank you, Jim. And to everyone who's listening, thank you so much. Make sure you screenshot this episode. You can tag and not tag myself so we get to see it. I'll repost some of them also as well. Thank you for being engaged. And until our next episode, remember to be limitless, everybody. Want to double your brain speed and memory power? If you'd like to learn rapidly and get ahead faster, I'd like to give you my brand new Quick Brain Accelerator program. You will discover exactly what I teach my clients to learn, read, and remember anything in half the time. There is no charge. It's my gift to you for being one of our subscribers. That's kwikbrain.com. Growing up struggling with learning challenges from a childhood brain injury, it's been my life's mission to help you have your very best brain so you can win more every single day. Now, want more quick brain? Here are four ways to fast track your results and lock in what you just learned into your long-term memory. Remember fast. 
F-A-S-T. The F stands for Facebook. You're not alone on this journey. I invite you to join our free private online group. There you can connect with me, your fellow brain lovers, links to resources, and even submit your questions for me to answer in future episodes. Go to quickbrain.com. That's K-W-I-K brain.com. The A stands for apply. Act on what you learned today. Remember, knowledge is not power. It's potential power. It only becomes power when you use it. So use what you just learned. The S stands for subscribe. Don't miss the next episode and other free brain training. And finally, the T stands for teach. You want to learn faster now? The key is to lock it in right away by teaching it to someone else. When you teach something, you get to learn it twice. Here's a simple way to do that. Leave a review on iTunes. Leave a review with your biggest takeaway from this episode. You could also post and share this podcast on your social media. It helps us spread our mission of building better, brighter brains. And of course, tag us so our team can properly thank you. Hashtag quick brain, K-W-I-K brain. Mine is at Jim Quick, K-W-I-K, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So what does FAST stand for? Facebook, apply, subscribe, teach. I'll see you in our next episode of Quick Brain. Until then, remember, you are faster and smarter than you think. I hope you're enjoying this episode. And if you want to go deeper with many of these authors that we have on our podcast, these experts, I want to invite you to join our Quick Success program. This is our monthly lives that I do, where I teach something brand new that we haven't taught before, answer your burning questions. And also we have something that people have been requesting for many years, a quick book club. This is your limitless book club where every single month we read a book together, uh, like a book provided by this author. And then we get the author to come online and join us for one hour, uh, share going deeper in these strategies, how to put them into practice. Uh, I share my five tips for how to memorize things out of these books. Many people want to read a book a month or build up to that. And this will be the program. So if you want to join, just go to quicksuccess.com and get your spot and join us live and get to meet these authors very uh, up close and personal. And uh, back to the episode.